When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. favorite psychedelic first songs ever. It's 7.45 on your sunny Friday morning here in New York City. Welcome back to the self-proclaimed best talk show in the country. That's us. Me and uh, Louie and Justin and Noam and all of you folks out there. Again, bravo to Greg Kelly. That was great. His father, Ray Kelly, who most of us believe is the best police commissioner ever, ever, will join me coming up in about 20 minutes. I'll talk to famed defense attorney, my man, who was in the convertible Cadillac with me at the Columbus Day Parade on Monday, Trump's attorney, the great Joseph Tacopina at 840. We'll go back live to Jerusalem, speak to Alex Trayman on this Global Jihad Day. He's coming up at 9.05. And then my friend Carrie Lake, who announced this week she's officially running for Senate in the state of Arizona, being endorsed by Donald Trump. Carrie's been in studio. She loves this show. She will join us at 925. You know, Giuliani's about to come on, and um, on a really, really unimportant note, when you consider the world is on fire and we're still collecting body parts. That's true. I'm not being overly dramatic and grotesque. They're still collecting body parts in Israel. Game one of an 82-game regular season in the NHL is a pimple on the ass of importance, but... With that said, I'm not going to lie, I found myself very interested in watching some of my Rangers season opening 5-1 to one win in Buffalo. Fania scored the first goal, but Kreider scored twice, including a shorthanded goal. And I'm not a knee-jerk guy, folks. This is one game, one game of a long regular season, one game. But I'm here to tell you, we are going to win the Stanley Cup. 
What's that mean, Joe? Got it. We looked good last night. I mean, I see it. Shut up. The nice. Islanders suck. That's your problem because they suck. Well, wait till game one, and then you can say that. Well, they play we'll the same on. team we murdered last night on Saturday. We'll see. The Islanders got nobody. Andrews right. Lee. Right. Who's the best player in the Islanders? I, I forgot already. It might be him. Oh, that's all you need to know, bro. No. Is Bobby Nystrom still there? No, uh, he just retired. Bobby Nystrom is a jerk-off with a capital J, just so you know. I don't care. He, he won me cups. I yeah. don't care. He didn't win you anything. He won you cups. He did. Mike Bossy, Brian Trottier, Dennis Potman, and Billy Smith won you cups. The whole team won me cups. That's fine. Four in a row. And no one's done it since. Well, listen, I say the same thing. No one's done it since. This whole team won the best damn morning show. But I'm Mike Bossy, goddammit. Okay. Who am I? I don't know, like uh, 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 John Tonelli? Gord Lane? <laughs> no, 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 Gord hey, Lane. Hey, listen, nobody thought Arizona was going to win either. Okay? Yeah. That's what happens. Tom See? Kniff, who is – Tom Kniff is like a really impressive guy. You don't understand. You don't understand. He ran for DA here. He should have beaten that fat, stupid bastard, Alvin Bragg. And now he's representing Daniel Penny. He's an attorney like Joe Tacopino and Audio Adalo. And uh, Knip, I didn't know this because he just texted me. He must be an Islander fan because he just texted me. You ready for this? Matt Barzo, baby. Barzell. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. He's so oh, no, irrelevant. He's a, he's, he's a nice player, Matt. He's, he's, he's fine. Just, he is fine. Just a nice player. He's, he's overrated. He's fine. He's overrated, I agree. Yeah. He's the, they, that's the best. But yeah. they, they've got a long way to go. Long way to go. We'll see what happens. I'm going to go on game one like you did. They're going to be the worst team in the tri-state area. The Devils and Rangers are both much better. Anyway. On paper. Well, that's where they play the games, on paper. No, they do not. Oh, they don't? No. Uh, Tom <laughs> Knipp is not overrated. Neither is Andrew Giuliani. Uh, Andrew Giuliani. My main man, he uh, does a great podcast here. He used to do a Sunday show, but they pulled him for somebody. I don't know. And he's he's such a good guy, he doesn't complain about it. So I'm going to be the, the dick, I guess, and say, Andrew, I miss you on Sundays. I guess people watch the NFL. You know, what What do you want me to say? Look, he so, goes right He goes uh, right over it. He just goes right over <laughs> This kid, you could tell he's a politician's kid. <laughs> Look, you know, Lou, Lou Dobbs, who I believe has a new hour on Sunday, is a guy who's been uh, – oh, I, I got to know a little bit in the White House. He's spectacular. He is spectacular. Um, and yeah. so I urge everybody to listen to Lou. And, and, look, you know, the thing that's interesting, you're talking about hockey right now. I have to admit, I missed the first game of the Rangers here. What? Uh, last night. What are you, I back did. in Lithuania or something? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is the beautiful thing, right? We saw this on September 11th. What sports does at times like this, even though it seems so trivial, like you said, it's a pimple on the ass of all the other problems that are happening in the world right now. It's a moment for people to breathe and to try to get back to a place where they could look at a neighbor cheering for the same jersey, cheering for the same city, cheering for the same area and say, you know what? There are common bonds that draw us together. It's okay to have a deep breath. It's okay that there are in these moments of tragedy to be able to look at each other and say, you know what? This is what community is about. It will not all be terrible for so long. We obviously are going through a moment that is is so terrible in this world. Anybody who supports Israel, anybody who supports humanity, really, understands just how absurd what happened last Friday, last Saturday is. Uh, And the fact that there is an announced Global Day of Jihad, which I know you and Curtis covered so well earlier in the hour, um, just shows you, hey, you know, what has happened in New York over the last year and a half? And can we trust that our security is strong enough when we have not identified all these people that are in this city? Well, that was a very nice way of attacking my friend, the mayor, Eric Adams, and my friend, the police commissioner, Eddie Caban. 
No? Well, I think <laughs> I don't think it's attacking them. I think it's no. just a, a real statement. When you have 130,000 migrants here in New York, 6 million in the country. I agree. Uh, we, we don't know who these people are. Well, that's we why, Andrew, that you, I know you know that Eric comes on about once a month, but I reached out to Eric and I said, do me a favor, come right back. And he was on yeah. two weeks ago. And I know you, you listened on Wednesday, Andrew, when he was on. Yeah. Because I am fearful and pretty confident, and Ray Kelly will confirm with an Ivis coming up in about 15 minutes. I'm almost sure that Hamas is here. I mean, you know, I know you've seen that list, those countries, that Donald Trump was labeled a racist and an Islamophobe because he cut off travel from countries like Yemen and Turkey and, and uh, Afghanistan and all these countries that want to kill us. There's been like... 300,000 people that have come here since 2021 who snuck yeah. in into Giuliani. Yeah. And by the way, I want to make a little distinction before. I'm calling Eric Adams an idiot. I'm not calling Eddie Kaman. I think Eddie Kaman is actually good. I think he's in a very tough job. I actually saw him a couple of weeks ago. I've known Eddie Kaman for 25 years, and I think he'd be very good at the job. Let's just hope that City Hall stays out of his way. Oh, so let's way, stay right there. Not. Let's stay right there. Yeah. Then, then I think he'll. Then I think he'll do a good job. Okay. Well, listen. He may fall to be the same victim that Keyshawn Sewell was. But let's go back to the beginning of that statement. You think Eric Adams is an idiot? Now we know this history there because Eric called your father a racist. So even before you started evaluating what he was doing with the city, because you're a great son and a terrific kid, there was some animosity there. Why did you just call Eric Adams an idiot in this case? Well, because probably he called somebody else a racist that kind of started this problem here in New York. As Curtis Lee was said before, Greg Abbott, he started calling Greg Abbott a racist last year. And guess what? That's when Greg Abbott said, you know what? Okay, here's a problem that we've had. We've had three million immigrants come in at the time, undocumented illegals come in at the time into Texas. New York City, you're a sanctuary city. You take them. Thanks a lot, Eric Adams. So to me, it it has nothing to do with what he said about my father. Of course, look. Personally, I think that's disgusting, grotesque. And I think if you look at anybody in the history of New York, since Hudson came down this river over here, there's nobody that's done more for African-American New Yorkers than Rudolph Giuliani. So it's just factually wrong. But on top of that, when you think about the problem that New York has right now, Eric Adams invited that. We can talk about, well, Eric Adams is saying the right things. He's going to the press conference. He's saying this. He's doing that. The truth is, he called Eric. He called uh, Greg Abbott a racist. He's the one that said that we'll take them in no matter what, and that's why we are in this problem today, right now. He underestimated. He didn't have a plan for it, and I don't know if he still has a plan for it at this moment. Andrew, you uh, you talked about Eric Adams. You talked about your father. Let's go to a guy that you worked for faithfully and loyally for four years, and a guy that you see and talk to all the time. He really loves you. And that's President Donald Trump. I was talking to Kilmeade in the 6 o'clock hour. So Trump does this stuff all the time. You know, Trump came out and said, hey, Vladimir Putin's a smart guy. Mm -hmm. So Joe and Mika, those two animals, they go Mm -hmm. on the the, the next month. Oh, Trump is best friends with Putin. He compliments him. No, no, no. He said he's a smart guy. By the way, he is a smart guy. So Trump comes out Mm -hmm. a couple days ago and goes, I got to tell you, Hamas, Hezbollah, they're the smart ones here. And Netanyahu looks bad. Well, I got news for you. He's right again, because there's no way in a million years practicing in in literally movie sets, Israeli villages, right in Gaza, they should have pulled this off. Now, if you want to say inartful, maybe too soon, fine. But the truth is, once again, like it or not, Donald Trump is right. Is he not? Look, he 
he is right. And here's the thing. Calling somebody smart doesn't mean calling somebody good. You can have somebody who is very smart who is also one of the most evil people in the world, which is what you have in Vladimir Putin. That's what you have with Kim Jong-un. Un is actually a smart guy. But guess what? He's also one of the most evil people who is killing his people by the thousands and thousands each year, right? It's the same exact thing. I hate to say this because then you have people that end up going you know, crazy about this. But who is the most evil person of the 20th century? Maybe the most evil person oh, listen, in the world. And, and the guy you're about to mention was a very smart guy. And I'm a Jew. And, and I'm the most gonna, Adolf Hitler. Person. Adolf Hitler. Here's the, here's the deal. He would not have come into power if he was not smart. He would not have stayed in power if he was not smart. And that's what made him so dangerous. That's the whole idea. If you underestimate your opponents on a foreign policy level, which Trump never did. I think maybe Obama's done that. Maybe Biden has done that because the media seems to – yeah, exactly, because the media seems to think, well, you know what? If he's calling him smart, they love him. No, what it means is he's not underestimating them. He is taking them seriously, and he is making sure that the full weight of the American government is focused on their every move. That's why with the smart guy, the evil genius like Putin, that's why Trump put 31 different sanctions on him. You know what I looked at with Iran yesterday when I was covering for my father on the show, Sid? I wanted to look and say, well, you know what? Trump has talked about this and that. How many sanctions did Trump end up putting on Iran? Because Biden and the administration and Blinken has been saying that the $6 billion was released because of a Trump-era policy. You know what? Trump put 1,500 sanctions on Iran. That's a sanction a day over his presidency that Trump ended up putting on Iran. So don't tell me that he underestimated these people. He didn't. He knew exactly who he was dealing with. He was dealing with evil smart people, and that's why he is fit to be president. And sadly, this guy Biden, I don't know if he's fit to be the president of the next nursing home. He's going to be <laughs> the digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Well, I don't want to compare myself to these people, but am I smart? Yeah, you're smart. Of course you're smart. Okay. You know? I don't know. Yeah. And and you're, you know, and you're Evil. beautiful too, I guess. I don't know. What do you want me to say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw the way you looked in that Cadillac over here. You and Takapina. And uh, those are two, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't go that way, well, but uh, he's two good-looking guys. Well, thank you. You actually, you actually said to me at uh, lunch uh, last Friday when I got a chance to see your beautiful wife, Z, and your beautiful little girl, Grace, before you went to Tampa and got with all these uh, big machas, you actually yeah. said at the Empire Steakhouse that I don't look a, a day over 40, even though in April I'll be 57. So, 
You look good. I think I said I, I want to be honest here. And, no. you know, her, I think you said you don't look a day over 45. Well, I think you're, you're 12 years old. Fine, I embellish but, but you. Look, I would say like fine. 43 is accurate. I'd say you look 43. <laughs> you look about 13 to 14 years younger than you are, which is pretty darn good. There are very few people, I think, in the world you could say that look 12, 13, 14 years younger. So you're, you're winning on that one big time. I'll take it. So uh, on a final note, you know, the, thank you very much. I love you to pieces. Uh, the world is getting involved in this. I know that uh, the U.K., for example, well, they did something yesterday. I don't know exactly what they did, but they're all getting involved. And you're not that far removed from being in Lithuania with your uh, wife's family not that long ago. How do you think um, the world has reacted to this? And when I say the world, I don't mean Columbia and Harvard and Ron Kuby, all these low lives here in New York. Mm-hmm. How do you think the world has reacted here? Well, I think they've reacted. Here's the thing. If you look at the initial reactions of the Blinkens of the world, of even the U.S. Embassy in Israel, they immediately went to ceasefire. That was their initial reaction. They had to retract that. Now they are saying the right thing. So I would say the initial reaction for many people, was poor. Right now they're saying the right things, but I have to tell you, when Israel starts rooting out these terrorists in Gaza, when they start going on these defensive campaigns, because that's what they are. They are campaigns to make sure that other Israelis do not go through the same genocide that just happened last week. Let's see how the world reacts then, because this is going to take some time, and we know this is not just about going and dropping a bomb on Gaza and saying it's all done. You are going to have to root out these terrorists in the tunnels that they've built, in the underground bomb shelters that they've built. This is going to take time, and this is going to take resolve. So let's see how these world leaders start reacting next week, the week after, next month, because if you really want to solve this problem, it is going to take some time. It's not something that we're going to be able to solve by Thanksgiving, let's say. It's going to take a little bit of time, and that's when we're going to see where these world leaders really stand on this. Andrew Giuliani, great again. Every Friday, you are tremendous on this show. I just want you and Z and Grace and your father, Rudy, and all your folks, Donna, everybody to stay safe. I don't think anything happens here in New York today, despite the Hamas threat. Didn't stop me from coming from Queens to Manhattan, but just be safe, and thank you for a great appearance, and I love you, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Sid. You know what? You were so nice that you don't look a day over 40. <laughs> 40, you know. I just gained three years and three minutes. <laughs> Andrew, you were great. I love you, pal. Thank you. He uh, he really is terrific. Great kid. Brilliant. The apple did not fall far from the tree. Andrew Giuliani. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.